0: Hello and welcome to episode 14 of Bing Podcast, produced by Bing Books in Dallas, Texas. On this week's episode, we speak with Japanese author Masatsugu Ono about his new novel, Lion Cross Point.
1: I think the subject and the theme of a novel decides the writing style. You can catch Masatsugu Ono at the store this
0: coming Tuesday, April 24th at 7 p.m. We also have book recommendations from offsites manager Tyler Heath and myself. Finally, you'll hear about the exciting events we'll have in the store in the coming weeks. Remember, you can support the store 24-7 by shopping on our website, www.interabangbooks.com. There, you'll also find new releases, articles, and book recommendations. Masatsugu Ono is the author of six novels and short story collections, three of which have been translated to English. His debut novel, The Water-Covered Grave, won the 2001 Asahi Prize for new writers, and his 2015 novel, A Prayer Nine Years Ago, was awarded the Akutagawa Prize, Japan's most prestigious honor for emerging writers. Ono is also a noted translator of French literature, publishing Edouard Glissant and Marie Ndaye. The English translation of Ono's novel, Lion Cross Point, was published earlier this month. Here's my conversation with Masatsugu Ono, recorded this week on Skype. Masatsugu Ono, thank you so much for joining us on Interrobang Podcast. You're welcome. So to start us off, what was the initial fascination or interest that began the story for you?
1: Well, I have always been interested in children who live in a difficult condition. Your novel Lion Cross Point begins
0: with the arrival in a village of a young boy, Takeru, who's had a traumatic experience. Can you c- tell us about Takeru's background and personality?
1: Mm. So he is uh, very shy, and uh, he has to uh, get through uh, terrible experiences. So it's very natural that it is very hard for him to open up himself to others. And he feels always his uh, powerlessness. In regard to his uh, elder brother, Takaru's older brother who suffers from mental illness, Uh, this makes him passive. He is looking for a, a different past. He wants to change his past, including his relation with his mother and his elder brother. But he knows that he cannot do it.
0: So to stick with the theme of trauma and how trauma influences the plot of Lion Cross Point, can you tell us about how trauma manifests itself in the day-to-day
1: life for Takeru? Takeru suffers from uh, the flashbacks. How does trauma manifest itself in Takeru's daily life? Uh, That is your question.
0: Yeah, it's like there are a million ways, like subtle ways, that trauma seeps into Takeru's consciousness.
1: Yeah, yeah, that's right, that's right. So... The sound dominates uh, his consciousness, I think.
0: Yeah. So you've described in other interviews the model for the village in which Lion Cross Point takes place. How would you describe this village and what was the inspiration for the village?
1: It's uh, my hometown. And this is a small hamlet on the seaside. And my hometown is just like it is described in this novel. And it's a very small community where everyone knows each other. And people are very kind with those who come from outside world. I think the, the people uh, uh, that I described in this novel are like the people who live in my hometown.
0: Early on in Takeru's stay in this village, he befriends a neighbor girl named Saki. Much of the novel is propelled by their friendship. How would you describe Saki's personality and her background? And since this village is modeled after your hometown, is there a real-life girl who inspired the character of Saki?
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you, are, you are right. You are right. The character of Saki was inspired by one of the neighbors in my hometown. My parents know a family where an old man is living with his granddaughter. And although, in my novel, Saki lives with his father. And Saki doesn't know the love of her mother. This is something that Takel and Saki have in common. The lack of maternal affection. So
0: then, how would you describe her personality?
1: I think she is completely different from Takel. She is a character who is very curious about others. And she is very easygoing. But I, I so but your question is very interesting. I have never I have never thought of the the character of Saki because it is for me it is very natural to describe her as it is in this novel. But I think that now I I notice that Saki's character is very different from Takeru's. Yeah.
0: So as Takeru spends time in this village, which is the village where his mom is from, he learns a lot about his mom through his interactions with his extended family. How does Takaru learn about his extended family, and how does he learn to relate to his ancestors and these distant family members who become so large in his day-to-day life?
1: It is also a very interesting question, because uh, for me, who has grown up in a small village in countryside, the idea of extended family is very, very familiar. But Takeru he has grown up in the city, so he only knows his mother and his elder brother. Before coming back to her mother's hometown, he had no idea about extended family and the small town on the seaside. People feel always at the presence of the dead or ancestors. So I think the power of the land or power of the place, introduced to Takeru the idea of extended family. A prominent
0: figure in Line Cross Point is this ghostly figure of Bunji, who we learn uh, very early on is an incarnation of one of Takeru's ancestors. Since the story is inspired by your experience in growing up in your hometown, was there a real life Bunji? How did you learn to relate to your ancestors growing up?
1: As I said, in my hometown, people feel really that they dead. So when I was in my hometown, every Sunday I went to the cemetery. Every, every day I, I made prayers for the ancestors. And the people talk about the ancestors in everyday life. So I think this kind of closeness to the dead people uh, help us. To uh, understand uh, uh, what is uh, extended family. So uh, even if I I I lost I I have I lost uh, my 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 grandmother and my my great grandfather, but even now in everyday life we talk about them. I think it is very rare now in Japan to we think about the life in the cities.
0: Yeah, for sure. A lot of western media portrays Japan as this hyper-urbanized society
1: mm-hmm. and
0: and where the primary experience of the individual is that of being alone among millions. Yeah, yeah, you are right. Yeah. But mm. what you're describing is this different is a different side to Japan. It's the it's a it's, a, it's a, this great culture of connectivity that you can find in the countryside.
1: Yeah, yeah, I think so. People say that when they read my novels, they don't think that it is a story about modern Japanese society. I think the feeling that I describe in this novel very common, even now in the countryside. So to get a little bit more into the writing of the
0: novel... Lion Cross Point's style can generally be described as minimalist, though it features these beautiful looks at the landscape, as well as these insightful glances into the interior lives of some of the characters. How did you arrive at the style of Lion Cross Point in your composition and revision?
1: I think the subject and the theme of a novel decides the writing style. So uh, this time, The story requires this minimalist style. This was not choice. I think this style uh, came to me in a spontaneous way. So sometimes I write a novel or a short story using very long phrases. This time with this uh, minimalist style, I can penetrate into the story. So
0: as a translator yourself, you're very aware of the importance of good translation to the experience of a novel in another language. The translation of Line Cross Point into English by Angus Turville is really quite excellent. Have you been able to work with any translators of your work? And when you're writing, do you think at all about the experience of your work if it's translated into another language?
1: I have never been working with translators. Of course, Angus sent me several questions about the interpretation of the phrase or expressions. I try to explain, and I think he understands. Generally speaking, Translation is a good practice of reading precisely a text. I am a translator myself. If I translate this or that phrase of my text into French, does the effect that my Japanese phrase could bring out on the reader remains same or reduced? This kind of question I ask myself when I'm writing my novels. So I write always with the idea of translation because of my experience of a translator
0: fascinating. Well, thank you so much for your time today on Interrobang Podcast, Masatsugu Ono.
1: Thank you very much.
0: Masatsugu Ono will visit Interabing Books on Tuesday, April 24th at 7pm. You can reserve a copy of Lion Cross Point in the store or online at www.interrobangbooks.com. Next, here are book recommendations from Offsite's manager Tyler Heath and myself in commemoration of National Poetry Month. My recommendation this week is Patricia Smith's collection Blood Dazzler through Coffeehouse Press. It was a finalist for the National Book Award. This collection, she takes on the difficult subject of Hurricane Katrina, many of the poems being written in the voice of Katrina. The standout poem here is titled 34 in which she gives voice to the 34 nursing patients who lost their lives in Katrina. It's a collection with a tenacity that is difficult to find. In Ferlinghetti's Greatest Poems, an anthology published by New Directions Press, we get a cross section of one of the great poets of the Beat Generation, Lawrence Ferlinghetti. Ferlinghetti is known as the publisher and owner of City Lights in San Francisco, but this collection reemphasizes the power of his wonderful and expansive poetry. These poems swing effortlessly between the spiritual and imagistic, the personal and political. What's really special about Ferlinghetti's life work is how freely he interacts with his favorite artists and works, as captured in the last lines of his poem, I am waiting. And I am perpetually waiting for the fleeing lovers of the Gregan urn to catch each other up at last and embrace. And I am awaiting, perpetually and forever, a renaissance of wonder." Lawrence Ferlinghetti is a great poet. Finally, here are some of the great events happening in the store this coming week. This Sunday, April 22nd at 2 p.m., local author Steve Copeland will be in the store for a special event around his new book, Sage Alexander and the Blood of Seth. The following night, April 23rd, Allison Maker will be at Interabing to read from and discuss her new biography, Rewrite Man, the life and career of screenwriter Warren Scarron. The event starts at 7 p.m. On Tuesday, April 24th at 7 p.m., the aforementioned Masatsugu Ono will read from the novel Lion Cross Point. Don't miss Texas author Don Graham at Interabang on April 26th at 7 p.m. with his new movie bio, Giant. Finally, please join us for Independent Bookstore Day next Saturday, April 28th. We'll celebrate the community-building efforts of independent bookstores everywhere, all day in the store. We hope to see you here. You can find out about these and all of our other events on our website, www.interabingbooks.com. That's it for episode 14 of the Interabing Podcast. New episodes of Interrobink Podcasts are posted every other week, so be sure to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. The podcast is produced by Interrobink Books in Dallas, Texas. Our music was composed by Carlos Guajardo. I'm Jack Freeman. We hope to see you in the source soon. Have a great week and read fearlessly.